Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided, but liberty and justice for some. And you can call me crazy, but um, there are only two ways to believe in this life. By the way, you can reach us at uh, Ehud at It's a Religion.org. That's Ehud at It's a Religion.org. But as I was saying, there's only two ways to believe in this life. You either trust in the God of the Bible, the Christian God, and our Lord Jesus Christ, who came and died, rose again, paid for our sins, and gives us access to the Father through Him, or something else. And there's many things you can try to fill that blank in with. Um, we here at It's a Religion believe that uh, evolution itself is a religion. Secular humanism is a religion, a religious endeavor. There are many things that are religious in nature that uh, our society doesn't necessarily chalk up to a religious activity. But I would encourage you to step back for a minute, get your own emotions out of it, and think clearly. And you will see that it indeed is um, a religious activity. And many things are. And this life is filled with ups and downs, with uh, good times, bad times, with uh, things that um, you enjoy, things that you don't, things that uh, make sense, others that do not. But in the, in the grand scheme of things, we're only going to be here for a short time. And if we don't have the right thought process we have the right belief in that um, someday when we leave this planet it's going to be a pretty empty existence after that and the bible speaks of an existence after this that there is a life to come that there is a resurrection when all this is said and done you know you have our global uh, leaders our betters our uh, elites, if you will, that recently just gathered over in Switzerland or wherever it is. And they're so worried about the population of the earth and global warming and uh, we're not going to be able to sustain this whole deal. And I would suggest that it's not meant to be sustained. It's, it's going to pass away at some point. It doesn't mean we should try and usher it in. We should be good stewards of what God's given us. But at the end of the day, they don't believe that God made it. And so they think we can break it. And in the end, only God can make it and break it, folks. That's It's his prerogative. It's his deal. It's his universe. It's his earth. And no matter what we as humans... Um, do on this planet uh, again it, it's still his it still goes back to we need to understand that all this is God's and if we don't um, understand and learn what he requires of us what he wants of us and then do our best to to execute that then what what is the purpose of this life 
just to enjoy yourself until you die to acquire everything that you can all the toys and widgets that are available to us you know the the front line of this is um the way uh, i guess this the thing that i found as a uh tagline for this you know god gives us people to love and things to use not things to use not things to love and people to use um, the point in that is this whole life is about relationships the relationships that we have the relationship that you had with your parents or have the relationship that we have with uh, a spouse if we have one our children and at the end of the day what more is there than that now those you know being in relationship with people is hard it's hard work because people are different people have different needs different expectations um, different desires different uh, thought processes you know I see this in my own wife and I we approach things differently a lot of times now I, I believe I've learned to use that to our advantage in most cases and not get upset about it I think she has a harder time of that sometimes um, when it comes to the way I approach things but it's still life it's a life that God has given us and though that can be that too can be difficult at times it's something that I think he gives us to work through to, to learn how to deal with things like that so that we can become more sanctified people more understanding people more humble people what is humility but that I need to subject my own will to a certain extent to make someone else's needs more important than my own isn't that true humility and say it was easy but in the end I believe it'll be worth it so here at it's a religion we start with God's word the Bible as the absolute truth and it's the truth that he's given us it's what we have from him to learn uh, why we're here what this is all about how to live this life in a way that pleases him and that is best for us I think we miss that sometimes uh, in the whole process you know we get caught up in well why does God want me to do this or do that or why has he established the family the way he has or you know I know in our society today uh, because of feminism it's blown up the whole husband-wife relationship and it's destroyed a lot of families and it's created a free-for-all in a lot of ways out there and it's it's not a good thing so to think biblically you have to understand the context of what the Bible is saying and get out away from your uh, culturalistic expectations your culturalistic understanding of what life is like and try and understand what life was like when this stuff was written and when and to who it was written to and why and then to come away with an understanding of how you can apply it in today's world in today's life 
because you're either going to do that or you're going to follow in the the precepts and uh, suppositions and expectations of our current culture, which is completely evil. That allows men to dress as women and dance in front of little kids at libraries and men and women to get married and claim the same status that a, a man and a woman getting married has and all kinds of other deviancy that's coming our way folks I, you know I don't believe that that anything's going to be off limits at some point because that's that's our sinful nature you know when you think about what life was like when every thought that a man had was evil continually when God just about destroyed it all and none of us would have been here if it wasn't for Noah and his family um, I mean just I mean, you can see how that could be at least I can maybe you can but I can so let's go back and look at what was going on we just were at a point in reading our Bible that uh, we're in Exodus chapter 30 today where Israel is is becoming a nation, God's working on them and uh, giving them his expectations and the way in which they should uh, do things. And, you know, uh, it's very interesting how God does things. He's very detailed. And those of us who are Gentile believers and focus more on the New Testament it's easy to see that Christ didn't get into all this, right? Why did God do all of this? And I, you know, I think my personal belief is that he's a very precise God. Uh, you look at the, the intricacies of this whole creation, and that should tell you that. But I think part of it maybe was to show that um, in our own right, by our own wills, we can't do this. We can't follow his law. We can't follow what is perfectly good and true and right but that he could he could do it perfectly and he came and did just that and then died for all of us in the process to be that perfect sacrifice to pay for all of our sins so there wouldn't be a need for all of what we're going through over the next few books of the bible so let's get to it. Exodus chapter 30. You shall make an altar in which you burn incense. You shall burn or make it of acacia wood. A lot of use of acacia wood back then. A cubit shall be its length and a cubit its breadth. It shall be a square, B square, and two cubits shall be its height. Its horns shall be of one piece with it. You shall overlay it with pure gold. Its top and round is sides is its horns, and you shall make uh, a molding of gold around it, and you shall make two golden rings for it under its molding on two opposite sides of it. You shall make them, and they shall be holders for poles uh, with which to carry it. You shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold, and you shall put in put it in front of the veil that is above the ark and of the testimony in the front of the mercy seat that is above the testimony where I will meet with you and Aaron shall burn fragrant incense on it every morning when he dresses the lamps he shall burn it and when Aaron sets up the lamps at twilight he shall burn it 
a regular incense offering before the Lord throughout your generations. You shall not offer unauthorized incense on it, or a burnt offering, or a grain offering, and you shall not pour a drink offering on it. Aaron shall make atonement on its horns once a year, with the blood of the sin offering of atonement. He shall make an atonement for it once a year, in the year throughout your generations. It is most holy to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, When you take the census of the people of Israel, then each shall give a ransom for his life to the Lord when you number them, that there be no plague among them when you number them. Each one who is numbered in the census shall give this, half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. The shekel is twenty years, half a shekel as an offering to the Lord. Everyone who is numbered in the census from twenty years old and upward shall give the Lord's offering. The rich shall not give more, and the poor shall not give less than the half shekel when the when you give the Lord's offering to make atonement for your lives. You shall take the atonement money from the people of Israel and shall give it to the service of the tent meeting, that it may bring the people of Israel to remembrance before the Lord, so as to make atonement for your lives. The Lord said to Moses, You shall also make a basin of bronze with its stand of bronze for washing. You shall put it between the tent of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water in it, with which Aaron and his son shall wash their hands and their feet. When they go into the tent of meeting, or when they come near the altar to minister, to burn a food offering to the Lord, they shall wash with the water so they may not die. They shall wash their hands and their feet so that they may not die. It shall be a statute forever with them, even to them and to his offspring throughout their generations. The Lord said to Moses, Take the finest spices of liquid myrrh, 500 shekels of sweet-smelling cinnamon, half as much that is 250 and 250 of aromic cane and 500 of cassia according to the shekel of the sanctuary and a hin of olive oil and you shall make of these a sacred anointing oil blended as by the perfumer it shall be a holy anointing oil with it you shall anoint the tent of meeting and the ark of the testimony and the table and its utensils and the lampstand and its utensils and the altar of incense and the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils and the basin of its stand, you shall consecrate them that they may be the most holy. Whatever touches them will become holy. You shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them and that they may serve me as priests. And you shall say to the people of Israel, This shall be my holy anointing oil throughout your generations. It shall not be poured out on the body of an ordinary person, and you shall make no other like it in composition. It is holy, and it shall be holy to you. Whoever compounds any like it, or whoever puts any of it on an outsider, shall be cut off from his people. The Lord said to Moses, Take sweet spices, stacti and anica and galbanum, sweet spices with pure frankincense of each shall be an equal part, and make an incense blended as or as by the perfumer seasoned with salt pure and holy you shall beat some of it very small and put part of it before the testimony in the tent of meeting where i shall meet with you it shall be most holy for you and the incense that you shall make according to its composition you shall not make for yourselves it shall be for you holy to the lord whoever makes any like it to use as perfume shall be out or cut off from his people. Exodus chapter 30 
So I think I'll leave it at that today because I'm running a little long. So you all have a great day, and uh, we'll catch you tomorrow. Thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing, for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done.